What's up, y'all? I'm Evan Michael Lee. I was in Camp WWE. I'm a voice actor. I was also in Guilty Gear Strive as Nagoro Yuki, and I'm in some other stuff that will eventually come out. We'll get to that later. I'm sitting here talking with Paul Castro Jr. We're talking about life. We're talking about voiceover. We're talking about what it means to be a good person, and it's going to be great. You should stick around. It's going to be fun. Stick around. It's going to be fun. everybody today we have such an amazing guest it's going to be really hard for you not to kind of be smiling like this the entire time because that's what his energy does it's what he does to me it is one of the most we're going to talk about it in the show so i'm not going to spoil what i say about evan michael lee uh a fantastic voice actor um many of you know from guilty gear strive um, he's worked on Lost Ark, so many more things coming up very, very soon. He, he was uh, one of the voices of Mark Henry in the WWE animated series that was worked on with Seth Green. So I, I, I get to learn so much more about him. We've been friendly. We've known each other for a little bit. And I was so happy to hear a lot about his story and, you know, how he found his voice and his strength and his passions and love for, for acting and the hard work and dedication he put into being able to work competitively in this industry, you know, getting an agent and manager and uh, eventually getting the attention of some pretty big people, namely a Mr. Mark Hamill, a little voice you might recognize as a Darth Vader. I don't know if you could see that right there. That guy. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you got to hear this guy and uh, what he does taking on the helmet. Evan Michael Lee, uh, coming up real, real soon for you all. So stick around. Evan Michael Lee on the Points of Experience podcast. So I don't know if you noticed already. I actually probably can't because my microphone's in the way, but I wore this shirt for you too. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. It yeah. says Saber the Moment. This is yeah. one of my favorite uh, Darth Vader Star Wars shirts. That, and, that uh, is the correct shirt to wear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially mm -hmm. for you, I yeah. wore it. And this is hopefully something we can talk a lot about uh, today because uh, I was just telling you earlier, you, you're someone who I've wanted to have on the show for a minute now. I, w there's a lot of people who that are especially in the voiceover community, that are great people, wonderful people, extremely friendly, that are inviting, that are positive energy. But the word that I would describe for you is something I, I don't think I would ca I categorize anyone else in a very authentic way, is I would say that like when, when I met you or saw you or any of the things that brought me to your awareness was it's like radiating. You are a person that radiates. It's different than someone who has like an, like even just like an aura or a positive outlook on things. You literally like from your personality to your smile, to your energy, like especially when I got to meet you in person for the first time, like you have a radiating personality. It's just, it's something about it. It's like magnetic in a way and you just feel, and another thing too is I get nervous a lot for uh, episodes like I get, I have a, just not, not like people who intimidate me, people who like, I just get nervous about things because I want things to be good. I want to put on a good show. I want to have people have a good time. But for you, I just felt so at ease. Like I just felt, I didn't have a sense of like, um, oh God, am I going to screw this up or anything? Like I just felt I'm like, oh no, Evan is just going to make me feel like completely at ease. And I do. So I, I thank you already for that. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning in life to... Um, earnestly take compliments without pushing them away. So I'm going to first say thank you humbly. That, of course. that really does 
mean a lot. That's that's really really kind of you. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I've always more or less been this way. I was like kind of like a shy kid, like for a little mm. bit, but like I've always been like a really I think I think a really sweet person. My dad always jokes and says like you know Evan was always everyone's sweetheart. You know everyone in school always loved him. You know that, that was like the one thing I I typically got from like teachers and students was like Evan is so lovely to be around. So like thank you that that I and I I just want to put people at ease. I never never want to make anyone feel uncomfortable and i like to joke a lot but like i definitely like to like see where the line is because i never want to be deliberately hurtful to another individual there's enough people in the world like that i don't need yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think that's such a a great way of looking at things and i what a what a compliment for multiple people to say that you're just a lovely sweet person i mean gosh that's like you know i try and and i just I, 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 I'm sure you are trying and I would love to understand what that is for you because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people who know me and I and I, I hope that this is the impression I give off to people is that I am kind of the things that I was saying. I think I'm a positive person. I like to have fun. I like to do those things. I don't necessarily know if people would categorize me as being radiant like the way that I would describe you. <laughs> and, and, but like, cause, cause, because I think that that's something that is, I feel, an organic inherent part of you that – I'm curious where that comes from or if it's not something that you believe was innately kind of given to you or that you've had for a long time. What are the things you're doing to kind of actively reinforce that type of personality that you have? Is there is it something you're conscious of and you're like, I'm working towards this or or what what in your in your youth or even growing up as an adult? What what gave you that type of outlook on life oh yeah 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 for sure no i i, I spend a lot of time in here and i'm, I'm a big mm. fan of reading the room and just being self-aware you know what i mean like i think sometimes you have to ask yourselves like hey like am i am i delusional am i am i misreading the situation am i misreading myself am i wrong you know what i mean that's something that a lot of people don't want to admit like hey i could be in the wrong here so i mm. like to check in with myself a lot and and i will every you know so often will ask you know, people around me for feedback of like, I wasn't, I wasn't too much, right? Or I didn't, you know, say like the wrong thing, did I? You know, uh-huh. I think it's good to get that sort of honest feedback because I think that will ultimately, you know, that will ultimately guide you as to like who you are as a person. Because sometimes our, our perception of ourselves doesn't always, uh, you know, match what people actually think of us. So very true. You know, so I, I, I think I'm a nice person. But it's always good to check in with others to make sure. Am I being kind? Am I being warm? Am I being, you know, am I, am I being an asshole? Like, I, I don't want to be any of those things. So it's like, yeah. you know, I don't want to be bad. So I just want to be good. I want to put, you know, good things out into the world. So I think having that self-assessment is something that a lot of people <laughs> overlook and they don't really necessarily do. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I think the way that that is structured might make people seem like, if I'm thinking that I might be doing something wrong, then maybe I am. And I think that's perfectly okay way of feeling because to walk into any situation, whether it's a friend group or it's meeting someone for the first time or dinner or Mm. speaking with someone who works at a retail store and you're just not, if if you don't have the self-awareness to be like, I'm sorry, what I said, was was that, did that, was that maybe a little too, did I come on too strong? Was that offensive or any of those things? It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of like, absolute strength yeah you care and you want to grow yeah and we all just assume that we i think a lot of people assume that we just walk into a room and anything we say will kind of get that instant clarification (laughs) on whether or not things are are wrong or not and sometimes people 
aren't able to articulate like, yeah, you know, actually, now that you mention it, you were acting a little bit this way or, mm. you know, you were saying these things. And I was like, you know, I, I just finished writing this book and I was hoping that people wouldn't say anything about it, like whatever it might be. Yeah. But if you have that uh, kind of personality where you're like, hey, you, you, just, you, just, you just seem very aware of like your surroundings. And that's uh, very admirable. Like, how did you how, where does that come from? Uh, I think in the last uh, I don't know, let's just ballpark and just say the last five years, <clears throat> I've learned to relax relax into mm. who you are as a person. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of times we have all these filters in front of us and when we, sometimes we, we self-edit and, and some, we're afraid to say the wrong thing or we're afraid to be our authentic self. You're just being your authentic self, you know, just waking up and being like, hey, this is who I am without trying to apologize for it, but with also not being too much. I think it's a balancing act. And then, <clears throat> so in the last couple of years, I've sort of gone inward and like, well, who are you as a person, Evan? And like, you are kind and, and you are, you know, warm and you are very inviting. And I like, I like talking with people, you know, I like hearing people's stories and I like just being a good person. I think when I'm in a sour mood, I tend to just keep to myself because I don't want to put that on other people. Like there have been many a, a moments where I'm like, you know what? I said yes to something, but like, I'm having a real rough day at it, you know? So I'm like, you know mm -hmm. what? Maybe I, sh I should bow out right now because I don't want to <laughs> thrust this on other people. And yeah, I think it's just taking a little survey and just seeing what works for you, who you are, and what sort of the feedback life has given you over the years. And like, maybe it's time now to just like relax into like who you are. Like, maybe this is who you are. Maybe you do like nerdy stuff. And maybe, you know, there were things years ago that you were maybe conformed to that you weren't really into but like you went with it anyway because of maybe environment or circumstances and you're just like this isn't me you know <laughs> and that, and that's that's a really freeing feeling to be yeah. like hey oh man I, that was like a light bulb moment for me it's like man that is like a freeing feeling for all of us when you have this moment where you go this isn't me mm -hmm. this is like some of the shackles just like fall off of you you're just like wow i can walk away from this and i can go be my authentic self and really find true happiness yeah, that's yeah. so empowering when you give yourself that freedom to to walk away from the things that may or may not be giving you, and and, with, I, and I without any like resentment or or judgment or you know animosity absolutely. towards you know whatever the environment you were because like obviously it was a learning lesson like life was mm -hmm. trying to tell you like this ain't for you like you you weren't <laughs> meant to be here for too long so like this is bye bye and sometimes yeah. life has a way of like doing it for us rather than us having the wherewithal to just be like walk away. Mm. And you also said something too. I read a book. It's called The Art of Happiness. It's about the Dalai Lama. And I think, especially when we talk about people, or you know, specifically, yeah, specifically me talking with you right now, someone who I definitely perceive as a very positive um, energy. A lot of it comes to, and like you're saying, you know, there's days where you're a little bit spicy. There's days you're not feeling whatever it is you might be feeling. And it's having that understanding that yes i can feel all these things all these things are validated it's a way at which you present those like maybe it's not the best idea to go out to like um i don't know an intimate party where you have to be like really gregarious and if you're like in a really bad mood maybe for you that's yeah. not the right like chemical combination maybe some people need to be taken away from like 
whatever they're dwelling on and they, they like being with other people. But maybe for certain people, having the, the understanding about yourself to say, you know what, today I, I don't really want to burden anybody with what I'm going through today. Yeah. So then we don't have to like dump that sort of um, part of ourselves that is, is, is authentic and yeah. is validated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's it's very interesting that you put it that way, and I don't know if I've ever really kind of put that together for myself, but I, I try to do that similar thing in a way where it's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go out tonight, you know, maybe and I just do need to stay in. Yeah, and there's a lot of strength and honesty too. Like for example, like <clears throat> most of the time when we're all going through our day, people's like, how are you? What do we all say? Fine, I'm good. Yeah. What if you're not fine? Would that mm. really be the worst thing of saying, hey, you know what? Like normally I'm okay, but today. It's kind of a rough one. Here's without maybe, maybe, and maybe you don't want to go into all the details, but like, here's kind of the surface level of what I'm dealing with. Usually when I take that approach, most of the time people have tremendous amounts of grace. They're like, oh man, like I'm so sorry. Like, uh, you know, because there are things we can all relate to, you know? Everyone's had a bad day or everyone's had a bad moment in life or everyone's had like periods of time where you feel like just bad luck is just like, coming down the pipeline you're just like ah you're in like a snowstorm just getting bad luck you're just like ah you know so like it's nothing there's nothing wrong with saying hey like today's not a great day but like yeah i can also acknowledge that better days are around the corner like i can acknowledge two things at once Mm -hmm. like i mean i'm feeling shitty right now but like i know it's not gonna be this way forever and like yeah yeah people get stuck in that vortex of of the shit as we are talking about it like when if a, a thing goes wrong or a day is bad and i think a, a great way of looking at things is that what you just said there mm-hmm. are this too shall pass you know um it, it, it might be shitty right now but tomorrow could lead to being one of the best days in your life and if we're not open to that i think then we we create that friction and resistance and 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 an environment for maybe that not to materialize if right. we're so stuck in whatever that negativity might be or whatever that hardship might be. It's like, I'm, I'm, listen, there are some things in life that are really hard to get through and there's mm-hmm. no denying that. No, and, none. But I think if we can with, with certain things have that assessment of saying like, you know, I spilt the oat milk and I can't make my latte right now yeah. and I'm pissed and my yeah. morning is ruined and yeah. I'm going to let everybody know about it. But like, you know, first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can go to the store later and get mm-hmm. it or maybe I just go and buy one and I have to spend the money today and then maybe I don't do it tomorrow and I make one from home. like a lot of people just get stuck in that vortex. And I've definitely had that in my life. And it's oh, it's always encouraging when I hear people just reinforcing that. And it's hard to create that as a habitual thing you do in your life and are you the type of person who has a routine of kind of checking in or um things you do for your mental health whether that's like positive affirmations or morning meditation or gratitude is there things that you do that help you keep in this mind frame you've said you've been kind of practicing the last five years yes well two things one i'm gonna back up to what you said earlier when it comes to that negative talk some Mm -hmm. people not everyone but some people feel as though they deserve it and what i always say to those people i'm like okay if you feel like you deserve this whose voice in your head do you hear is it your voice is it your mother is it your father is it your husband your wife your boyfriend your girlfriend like is it a friend like whose voice do you actually hear saying you deserve this yeah because i mean i think that's when you get to the nucleus of that that's where you really want to go deep and be like "Mm, what's that all about what's Mm -hmm. that all about 
Can you guys tell I've been to therapy before? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It works out. It works. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you. Just give them the money. Just give them the money. You'll feel yes, so much indeed. better. Yes, indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll feel so much better. Uh, but, like, you've been to my house, and, like, yeah. on my back porch, I, I spend, uh, well, oh, man, you should really see in the afternoon, because the sun, almost, like, it's, we have the most beautiful sunsets in this backyard, and a lot of times I'll just sit out here, and I'll just, like, watch the sunset but then i'll like like my mother i will sometimes talk out loud to myself if anything's you know it doesn't always have to be bad stuff it could be like really great stuff like you know 20 what was it, 2021 had a really great professional year you know had a really mm-hmm. great so like i was and i still am not not like i'm not but like i was filled with a tremendous amount of gratitude and at times yeah. it was very overwhelming very overwhelming so it's like i was trying to like receive it but like Again, I was like, I think my knee jerk reaction is to like push it away, like don't yeah. don't take too much, you know. But now I'm like trying to like earnestly just accept it. Don't make a big you know thing about it. Just be grateful, live in this moment. You know, there's gonna be you know better moments. There's gonna be you know terrible moments, but like this moment right here, just live in it. Yeah. And I've and I'm trying to live like in the present. Yeah. That. Uh, gosh. I- Especially when there's some things that are going well, I think we oftentimes that knee jerk reaction to kind of push it away and mm-hmm. kind of, especially in the arts, especially being an actor, specifically being a voice mm-hmm. actor, mm-hmm. I've absolutely felt that feeling of like this is going to disappear like in a second if Just I if I, if for I, the other I, to drop. Yep. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm waiting for that whole like you know Paul. I know we recorded for 21 days and your last day is today, but we just don't like what we're hearing and we want to go in another direction. Like I'm literally thinking that every time I walk into a session. I could I could have completed like recording on something, pickups, I they, literally there could be merchandise, I don't care whatever yeah, there is. Yeah. I'm still waiting for kind of like the aha moment to to be revealed because it's such a competitive and unbelievable career when things are going well and it's hard to just really sit into that and be like, yeah, I did a good job. Yeah, I worked really hard and I deserve this. Yeah, I'm I, I've put things in place that where it maybe seems like, wow, this just happened for you. But like, no, mm. there's years of work. There's thousands of dollars of mental work yeah, to get to the yeah, point yeah, where yeah. I had the confidence to be in this position. And and like, an- go ahead. Go, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, you know, like as you know, like you have to kind of hold on loosely to like a lot of this because things change in voiceover so quickly. And a lot of times it's out of our control. And sometimes they don't even give you a reason why. Yeah, You know, so it's like you have to just live in the moment and just be grateful for this right here. And hey, if you get another run, run around at it, hey, you know, happy surprise. Heck yeah. But I think there's a, a lesson in managing our expectations and, you know, kind of take it take it one step at a time. Yeah. Or one day at a time. Yeah. Whatever, whatever way you can make things manageable and for you to walk into each situation saying like, okay, I know that this is something that I'm I'm doing right now, focusing on whatever that objective is right in front of you. That's something we talk about a lot on the show and dealing with kind of the stress and anxiety or the weight that's kind of put on these big jobs that you can fall into. Mm-hmm. And specifically kind of with you, I mean, you had this really, really great role mm-hmm. in Guilty Gear, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of exploded you yeah. in a way. And uh, I, I would love to kind of take a step back to the one to to interject to my own thought here one of the things that i really was excited about chatting with you here is 
just like myself, and we kind of talked about this, I, I know you said like voiceover was something that you always kind of had been thinking about and you're like, I got to kind of kick myself into gear with this, maybe like 2019 or 2020, you said. I can't yeah, remember exactly yeah, yeah, what that yeah. was. And I, I think for me, I kind of was entering into the scene in the 2020 COVID times. I was one of those people that yeah. people grew to know me from that. But I would love to know for you, what was all of the things or whatever kind of timeline you can give me that kind of led you to this moment in 2020 or 2019 to say, uh, I'm going to start taking voiceover yeah. seriously? What was kind of your life trajectory in terms of pursuing the arts to get you to that moment? Oh, wonderful. Oh, I'm going to give you the full origin story. Please. Right? That's yeah, what we yeah. want. So like, I, I in high school I had a, I had a buddy I don't even know where he is in, in life now I hope he's doing well his name was Mike Odin he used mm. to do um, all these like little short films with the uh, like the what's like what are those little micro cameras or whatever DSLRs yeah 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 this was back in like you know years ago um, oh so but maybe a camcorder a DV camcorder yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah that was it. Um, look at, listen to me aging myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he would do all these like short films and he always needed people to like act in them. And I never was an actor growing up. I didn't do theater. I didn't do anything, but like, he asked me to be in a couple of these and I would, you know, do what I can and whatnot. And I would like watch him edit it. And like one day he just like kind of casually was like, Hey, you're like, you're a pretty good actor. I was like, Oh, thanks. You know, pushed it away. Didn't really think much of it. Graduated high school, went to college, almost left college because after my freshman year, I was like, I feel like I'm wasting my parents' money. I don't mm. know what I want to do here. Like, I have, like, no interest. In and it was a good school, Auburn University. It's like, it was a great school. It cost a lot of money. Um, so I'm like, What okay, were you studying? Nothing. I was undeclared my freshman year. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> uh, I think I should probably, like, abandon ships. So I was like, okay, let First me First sign on. of an actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me jump on this website and let me see uh, what, what majors they offer. Uh -huh. And I see they have a theater program. And I thought back to Mike Odin. I said, Mike said I was a pretty good actor. And that was literally it. I was like, you know what? Let's just give it a shot. And I, I went to, I talked to the advisor. I went over there. She was asking me, kind of like, you know why do you want to be an actor? And I was like, ah, you know, we're just kind of rolling the dice here. See what happens. You know? <laughs> rolling the dice. Who am wow. I? Um, so then um, my, they, they were doing Galileo that year and I auditioned uh, for Galileo and didn't know anything about like preparing a monologue or, you know, scene work or anything like that. But um, I was talking with some guys in the audience and because um, this is going to set you up for later. Somehow we got on Disney and I don't know how we got on the subject of Disney, but somehow we got on The Lion King, and then we were just, like, talking about, like, oh, it's such a great, a great film. And then I was just like, Luke Simba, you know, everything the light touches is our kingdom. And I did this when I was 20, and they were like, wow, that was, like, pretty good. You should do that. up, Like, you should use that voice up there. I was like, all right. And I did, and it worked. So I got cast in Galilee my first play. I had, like, a few lines, and that's kind of what, le what led me into that. And then, like, the theater department really liked me. Everyone kind of liked me, so I kind of was, like, doing show after show, and it was, like, a lot of fun. Um, and then after uh, college, I went straight to Chicago, and I was just doing theater. I was up there for five years just doing plays. Loved it. They even made me a company member at the Gift Theater. A company member oh. there. Shout out to the Gift Theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after um, my time in Chicago, I was like, all right, am I going to go to New York or L.A.? 
and I was kind of over the cold weather because we just had like two and a half blizzards the last couple yeah. winters in Chicago. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this cold weather thing, y'all. So I'm like, this palm trees East Coast the is beach. crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, palm trees and the beach are sounding real appealing right now. Um, so I came out here, and then within a couple of years, uh, I ended up getting a manager. And um, I was, you know, you know the, the actors' access—you're looking for things and whatnot. Yeah. And I saw that they were having an open call. See, this is—I'm going to pause right there. So this is why I'm always hesitant to give advice to voice actors because I did everything in reverse. So I saw that they were having an open call for this uh, cartoon show called Camp WWE. Yes, the WWE, like the wrestling organization. They're doing their own adult animated show. I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. I was like, oh, dang it. I hit up my manager. I said, yo, do you think you'd get me an audition for this? I think I'd be really good for it. So she ends up getting me an audition. They had me go in and read for R-Truth. And uh, I don't even remember what I did. But, like, I remember the reaction. It was the same people. Uh, it was Ruth Lambert. And I think they were the same people that do Rick and Morty and, like, all those shows. So this is in the before time when you had to go in to audition. Oh, so get, those yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would, like, I go in, I do my thing. And they're kind of just like, meh. <laughs> did yeah, not yeah, see yeah. that going that way okay yeah sure same same see going back to managing expectations see? <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh man i'm gonna wow them nope but i guess she liked me enough and said hey why don't you go out in the hallway and why don't you read this one it was for mark henry oh she's like we'll call you back in in a, in a little while i was like cool i go in the hallway and like all these dudes are doing like really 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 high kid voices and i'm like I don't know if I can maintain that for too long. I was like, I was doing like a kid voice. You know what? I'm just going to make this kid sound like an adult, like a grown ass adult who like pays taxes and, and, and <laughs> whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in and I'm, I'm like reading all this thing and I'm just making him sound like an adult. And they, they chuckled. I was like, great. They like this. I got a call back. It was in front of Seth Green and all of them over there. And so they had me read for, like, Vince McMahon and Triple H and The Undertaker. I read for Mark Henry again in The Rock and Stone Cold. I think they were just kind of, like, cycling us through all these people just to see if, like, we could be funny and, like, if we were, you know, we could fit into this world of what they were looking for. And so I I do all these rounds, and then I get a a final callback. It's just, like, me and maybe, like, three other guys. And I'm reading for The Rock and Mark Henry. And so I read for both of them, and then... Uh, nothing happened. I I got a call or an email later on saying I didn't get the part. I was all yeah 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 bummed. Now I'd already planned this trip to to Vegas with some friends. I was like ah whatever I'm gonna go to Vegas. So, you know <laughs> doing the whole Vegas thing, which you know you know how that goes. Yeah <laughs> yeah. So I get back uh, in town, and my manager she hits me up and's like hey they uh they I got an email they say they might want you for like some stuff. Uh, do you by chance are you available Friday? I was like, oh yeah. I'm thinking like additional voices, you know, some background chat, some wallows, yeah. you know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that, right? So like, <clears throat> I'm like, whatever, hit me up. So I'm like, I'm like taking a nap, right? And then all of a sudden, I feel like my phone uh, vibrate. I look over, it's my manager, and it just says, "Call me!" Like exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I'm like, mm-hmm. so I call her, and she's like. Uh, so congratulations, you have been awarded the role of Mark Henry on Camp WWE. I'm like, and I remember, just woke up from a nap, so I'm like, huh, what'd you say? And she's like, you, you made, you got the, you're on the show. Boom, waterworks. I'm talking like the River Jordan, flowing out of my face. I am weeping, weeping, because this is like my first, like, big thing. Yeah. Like, you know, pound the pavement for a while. I'm like, 
oh man, I'm on a cartoon show. I was like, oh man, I cannot wait to tell my parents. And you know, I'm weeping when I, yeah, you know. And so I go in, I do the thing. Me and Seth, we talk for like half an hour and we're just talking about like wrestling. And he's like, asking me like where I'm from and whatnot. We don't even talk about the show. We're just talking yeah. about like random things. And then he's like, all right, so you wanna, you wanna get in there and do it? I was like, I guess, you know. So I do it and it's great. They like, they loved it. Like, I was like, hey, this is like my first like voiceover thing ever. They're like, really? I was like, what? yeah, I never know this. But like, also, like, I've been doing theater for a while. So like, I at least had that foundation. Yeah. So I leave and I go to my car and I sit there and I'm like, hmm, it's only a matter of time, Evan, before they figure out that you actually don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. I was like, if you're going to do this like in, in life, then like you should probably get some classes. So I after, you know, the whole filming cycle was done, I started taking some voiceover classes, getting some training. Um, and then I kind of stopped for a while, um, you know, life stuff. Yeah. And then around around 20 was it like 2017, 2018, I started going to E3. And I started seeing the before times where we can go to E3. Oh. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But I think they're coming back in person. We'll see. Um, I hope. I hope so too. Um so I started going to E3 and I started seeing all of these like, you know, trailers for new games and whatnot. Yeah. And the acting is just like top tier and I'm just like this is really good. <laughs> you know, and I haven't, and again, I haven't been doing voiceover for a couple of years now. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really good. And like, I've always loved video games. Like, I've been playing since I was a kid. And like, my parents used to hate it, even though they would buy it for me. And like, I'm like, you know what? I should really get back into voiceover. I'm looking at all these like games. I'm like, I should really get back into voiceover. You know what? I'm going to get back into voiceover. So like, 20, I guess like 2018, 2019. Yeah, it was like 2018. I start, I get back on the horse. You know, I'm, I'm doing voiceover classes. It's going great. Uh, 2019, I'm doing more. And I'm like, all right, end of 2019, this is it. This is going to be my year. 2020. Yeah. And then 2020 happened. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life had different plans. Yeah. 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 So I say all that to say that 2020 for me actually was like a blessing in disguise because I finished, we, I was in class already. We switched to remote very quickly. And, um, when the last class was over, I closed my laptop. <clears throat> I went to my roommate and I said, Hey, we should build a booth in our house. You mm -hmm. have talked about wanting to build a, vo a voiceover booth since, you know, forever. I'm not getting back into voiceover, you know, like it's, it's going, you know, pretty great right now. Um, we, we can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like life has literally all shut down. I'm like, we can't go anywhere. So I'm like, we should do this now. Otherwise this is something we're just going to talk about forever. Cause you know yeah. what I mean? We'd never pull the trigger. It was like, let's just do it. Like we got, we got number time. So like, all right. So we went to Lowe's, we got all the materials. We, you know, built this booth that I'm sitting in right now. And I was like, okay, all right. We got the booth up. We got the mic. All right. I, I should probably, I should probably get a demo, right? I should get a demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a demo. I'm going to make a demo. That sounds like the next step I should do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I made up some friends. I get my commercial demo made first. And then one of my mentors, she um, she was like, yeah, she'll help me make my animation demo. So I got that under control. I was like, all right, we got the demos. And, uh, huh, I should, uh, I don't know how to find none of these auditions. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to find none of these. I'm like, what do I do? I should probably get an agent. You know, I yeah. get an agent. So let me hit up my mentor. I was like, because <clears throat> I had been doing um, one thing a day. And that, that was the agreement I made with myself. Like, 
Evan, if you're going to do this, you got to do at least one thing a day. Like, mm. Whether you're looking up agencies or microphones or casting directors or, you know, studios like video game studios or you just got to do one thing. Or you look up other actors. I did that, too. So a lot of y'all out there, I knew who you were before you knew me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I know who you are. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm doing all this. I'm making like momentum and like voiceover is just like at this point, it is just in the atmosphere. It is just swirling around me. Yeah, and I'm watching. Uh, what 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 is that show? Uh, Vo Buzz Weekly. Thank you. Oh sure, uh, Chuck Duran yeah, and Stacey yeah, yeah, Diaz. Yeah. yeah, and I see this guy. His name is Dean Panero. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was like, oh man, like I like his energy. I like like this is this seems like a good guy. Like I should probably hitch my wagon up to this guy. I, I think I should. I'm putting that on the universe. So I tell my mentor, I was like, hey, like. I'm looking for agents. I see, you know, there's like this one, this one, this one, this one. I was like, but I think this Dean Panera one might be the one I should go with. Like, but you know, it's it's hard to like just kind of send your stuff out there and and for yeah. And she was like, Dean, like she said, like almost like shocked and like surprised and like almost questioning. I was like, yeah. It's like, oh, I've known Dean for like 15 years. Let me email him. That's how it happened, y'all. Wow. That's yeah. She's like, let me. And she, all she said was like, here's his stuff. Are you interested? And he wrote mm-hmm. back, I'm very interested. And that's how it happened. And I was with him. I got with him in like October 2020. I was like, yes. So we're like getting all these auditions, and I ain't booking nothing. Ah! <laughs> right? Dems the breaks. Right? That's how it be. And then January um, of 2021, it just all took off. Yeah. You know, just as a commercial, you know, we got our first video game right after that first video game, which it ended up being Lost Ark. Uh, right after that, um, we got Guilty Gear, you know, and, and we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure, at some point. And yes, then, like, yes. I'm getting like I'm getting some other things that are coming down the pipeline that I will announce when the time is right. And, yes. <laughs> you know, like, it was just like it really kind of snowballed and, and, and it really kind of hit the ground running. In a lot of regards, I really still kind of feel like the new kid on the block, but I huh. think that's just my own. Yeah. I, I, I will probably check in with myself at some point about that on the back porch watching the mm-hmm. sunset. I'm like, <laughs> like, are you the new kid? Because, like, you know, you've been here for a minute. Um, <laughs> and I, I know that was a very, like, rambled version. but No. Uh, yeah, that's how I got here. <laughs> I you know? It's, my gosh, you said so much stuff that, I mean, obviously, being somebody that, was able to do something at a very, very high level before they even had committed to like whatever this pursuit of your focus became, which was was voiceover at the time. Yeah. That is so impressive. And it's I think it obviously took a lot of you knowing a lot about yourself. You had to capitalize on an opportunity that you saw. And it's kind of like, <laughs> I know wrestling. I am obsessed with this. I you know, you also took a risk in the way that you were reading for that character and whatever you were doing, bringing about yourself led you to getting that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you had to have the foresight to say, I know what I just did is a fluke in a way. This doesn't happen for everybody. Don't happen to everybody. I need to create the foundation to sustain that. And you're talking years of classes. You're talking not even booking as soon as you get your first agent. And mm-hmm. having having ha- even even putting yourself in a position to say, I'm going to ask my mentor. That for many people, they don't even have that foundation set for themselves where they're not w- working with somebody or they don't know somebody who is in the industry 
at whatever level. And by mentor, this doesn't mean like if you're a writer, you need Stephen King telling you what to do. You don't need Mark Cuban telling you what to do. You just need somebody who is above you and is hopefully doing something that you want to do in some capacity or another or has done that can help guide you. And you can and, and that has been a crucial thing for me in my life. One of my mentors, Frank Deal, anytime I get something that I'm thinking about or like I'm I'm questioning or I need a second opinion on, I ask that person. Yeah. You know, and yeah. more often than not, they help me just become that balance board for me. And, and um, it's it's so important. And there are I wish there was more like official things through SAG that created kind of like a mentorship thing. And maybe in the yeah. future, that'll be something I've become passionate about, but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I hear it's you. so helpful having a, a mentor and, and just hearing your story was so inspiring and it's crazy. It's crazy the way you're kind of setting yourself up for like failure. And then you're like, Oh no, I got this. And then, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and oh, pandemic. It's, uh, and, and the fact that you think of yourself as the new kid on the block, it's, um, I mean, I still think of myself that way too. So it, mm. it's only a sign that you are somebody who is constantly searching to push yourself, constantly looking for the next thing, understands the reality of this industry and that, you know, things aren't forever and it, it takes constant hard work. There's very few people who can sit back and relax and wait for the roles to roll in, so to speak. Uh, you know, and to be so lucky. You know, to sit mm-hmm. back and just like the roles are just coming to you and whatnot. Uh, two of my teachers in college, um, when we were all graduating, un- I think unbeknownst to them, they both said this exact same thing to me um, at, at different times. They said, you know, you have one of those very teachable spirits, Evan. Like, mm. please, please, please never lose that. And I think that's really stuck with me because anytime I'm doing any gig, I act like I don't know what I'm doing. Because I want the directors, because I, I may learn something new, and every time I do like a, a new thing or whatever, I'm like, mm. oh, I never thought to like. Do, I'm like, you know, I got my little pen out, I'm like taking notes. I'm like, oh, I gotta remember that. Like, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's that's a good idea. Okay, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm always searching because this, as, as you know, this industry is always changing, yeah. always changing. So like, the second you think you have it all figured out, I'm like, you will shoot yourself in the foot. And that's one thing too. I think people, especially I've been in this position before where, especially if it's like a a newer director or somebody who maybe hasn't had as much experience as you in some capacity, if they're trying to tell you something, there's a a, a gut reaction to kind of be like, don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. Or like, you think I don't know this. You think I'm not good. Don't like patronize me or belittle me. Because it's not about me. Yeah. It's not even really about this is just me speaking for me it's not about me as the actor this is not about me this isn't even about the character i'm playing this is about me helping push the story forward whatever story we're trying to tell we got to push that story forward and the second i make this about well you know i'm the star i'm the lead and like eh, it's all about me (sighs) oh god please please someone hold me accountable and, and and Tell me to knock knock it off. Say, hey, wake up, yeah, wake up, buddy. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, because it's not about us. It's about these beautiful stories we're trying to tell. Exactly. And and it it can seem intimidating or it can seem like a uh, an ego check. But you you like you said, you lose that opportunity if you don't want to be an eternal student of the craft. And 
it's probably something you've learned from theater. There's always something more you can mine. The yeah. more you give yourself that opportunity to be open to someone's advice or insight, the more you could learn something that could affect your art for forever. And you might pick something, something up it, yeah. that just it influences you for, and maybe it influences you daily. Maybe it influences influences you in one specific role that you haven't even thought about yet that you're soon to come in the future it's mm -hmm. um i've learned so much in voiceover by not you know i had done so much in new york tons mm -hmm. of promo commercial i've done animation and when i came to la i had that same kind of uh fork in the road where i was like i can either act like i know like hey listen don't act don't tell me what i'm doing yeah, or i could yeah. be like listen please paul castro jr y'all <laughs> yeah <laughs> recognize yeah 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 yeah, Flip yeah. The table. <laughs> but i i had that same thing with you is like i want to like any tip or trick you can tell me because i guarantee there there's something here that i don't know and i want to be better i and you have to be better because it's so competitive so yeah. if you shut yourself out to all that like you're yeah. just you're you're shooting yourself in the foot yeah it's, it's you can you you can kind of tell when you meet someone pretty quickly it, it's it's it almost radiates off them that they think they have everything figured out and they yeah. don't need your advice or they don't need your help or yeah yeah i'm like okay and you know what maybe that's just where they are in life so i, I try to have a little bit of grace for people who do be, behave that way because i'm like how they're behaving is has nothing to do with you it's not yeah. about you this is it's whatever is going on within them I'm, you know, I'm not a shrink, but like it could be insecurity. It could be, yeah. you know, a number. It could be a host of reasons. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough because, yeah, you you want to make sure that you are you have the balance of confidence to mm. know that you can do what you're doing and mm, yeah. to sustain you through a job that may be intimidating. Mm. But you also need to have that vulnerability and um, childlike nature where you're yeah. you're you don't know everything because. Yeah. If you become a stubborn actor, that's a very easy way to kind of put a, a very easy pinch on the end of tail end of your career, where people are mm. like, "I don't want to work with this person if they don't want to hear my feedback. If they're not directable, I don't want to work yeah. with this person." They don't have a it, every spirit. time. Every time I'm I'm trying to give them a note, it's always something else. It's always a combat. And I've I've worked with other people. I've been in group recording sessions mm -hmm. where there's an actor where every mm -hmm. time there's like a note given, they're kind of like, "Yeah, but I was doing this because actually." My character wouldn't do that, and then you could see the director or the producer just being like, "Yeah, I'm never working with this person again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, listen, we're trying to move this along. You're asking, <laughs> a yeah, lot right and you're now. burning money. Actually, like literally, it's it, you're wasting everybody's time, and yeah. uh, it's I, you have that energy to me where I I get that you're so curious about a lot of things and. It's it's something I recommend all the time on this show, and you were already doing it. It's like you're absorbing podcasts. You're constantly taking classes. That's like the things that I keep trying to preach here, and, and even mm -hmm. for me, like – this is an informative podcast for the for the listeners, yeah. but selfishly, I'm like, I'm listening to everyone's story, going, "What can I take from this to make me better?" Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the thing is, like, well, that two things about that. One from my one of my my roommate, and who's also one of my best friends. Uh, he is constantly shown, like, through example, through by doing. Uh, being of service to others, mm -hmm. and I think that is the the one of the greatest ways that will um, keep your ego in check, you know? Because if you wake up every day and ask, what can the world give me instead <laughs> of what can I give the world? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's really kind of indicative of who you are. So it's like, instead of asking for so much, like, how about 
you let life yield to you what is meant for you. Yeah. Beautiful, man. That's such yeah. a, and there's so many different ways you can do that. And, mm-hmm. uh, people think, especially in a, an artistic pursuit, like acting or voice acting, you got to constantly be like, I, 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 I got to get the next thing, or I got to, I got to make sure I'm auditioning for this, or I got to make sure that I know about this, or people know about me mm-hmm. here. It's like, what yeah. kind of value can you bring to anybody else? And then you never know what value they could bring to you. Exactly. It's like, b- let the blocks build themselves. Stop trying to just constantly reach for the top rung on the ladder like take those next steps i was just about to say that everyone is playing the end result you know the the the, the fame the recognition the oh my i cannot wait to announce this or whatnot it's like how about like like you said just build the blocks or like i was saying earlier just do one thing a day yeah just do one thing a day because i even watched some interviews with like on-camera actors and and the advice they give others and and sort of their journey and like the things they've gone through in their personal life so like I love acting and I love hearing from actors and I love hearing about their lived experiences because I think there's always like a, a kernel of, 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 of uh, like a teachable moment in that. Something that like we can all carry with us. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. And I see a lot of people in this town and not to I don't, I don't want to get on this whole like bashing actors or whatnot, but like <laughs> there is something to be said about people who do want to be actors, but yet aren't taking the necessary steps to mm to to do so and and i don't know what that blockage is you know i think there might be some people who are who like more of the idea of being an actor than, than very much yeah. in the work um and then there's some who just you know have to work at it a little bit more and there's you know nothing wrong with that but you have to work at it you know no one is gonna hand <laughs> unless you come from like a famous actor or director or producer like most of us yeah ain't gonna be handed a career Mm-hmm. And I and there's nothing wrong with nepotism either. Like I'm not even hating on that because like no one of us are get to pick who we're born into. But yep. for the rest of us, it's like yeah, you got to kind of grind at this for a minute. Yeah, and and especially with that, you see a lot of people who focus their anger or their frustration on people who are either born into a family of actors mm-hmm. or directors or things, as opposed to saying, okay, how can I make myself better than these people? Mm-hmm. How can I be so good it's undeniable? How can I create a a a sector of what I'm good at that nobody mm-hmm. else is 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 good at? Or what kind of again value can I bring that people? haven't seen or that are we're finding that there is a need for that's such a better way of utilizing your day and your time and your energy and doing one thing a day could be that and it could be as easy as like you said searching up casting directors actors podcasts all these things that you have access to everyone the biggest thing is like how do i audition for x and you could literally you know like how do i audition for the simpsons right it's like if you're already thinking there as opposed to like how do i get into class with a, an acting teacher who is going to set the groundwork for me to understand the fundamentals of acting as well as create a tool set for me to be able to work within any particular situation that might be thrown my way. That's and also such not a, be afraid, yeah, not be afraid to push me a little bit. Yeah, oh gosh, pushing you outside of your boundaries. I mean, that's a whole other, like that's like that, that's like the next block, you know, that you, yeah. you move into. Mm-hmm. And these are all tangible things that you can work upon. And yeah. so many people just want that end result. And it's... uh. It it shows you kind of what they're in it for really quickly if you see them. Yeah, because you, I mean, you y'all know it's like you hear people's like, well, like I audition all the time and like I don't get cast or things like, that. like how come it's not working out for me? How come these things aren't happening for me? And it's like that's the problem. You keep asking yourself, why aren't these things happening to me? Me, 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 me. What do you give to anyone else? Yeah, 
And it's really, wow. really indicative of your character. It's like you just ask, 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 and you don't give anything back. And not that... even for the not even for the, the, the sense of, of wanting something in return. Like you should be of service to others because that's how we're gonna make this world a better place. And that's not just some like Snapple pop, t- you know, pop thing. I genuinely mean that. Like, what do you do for others? There's wow. a lot of bad you... people in this world, and we gotta like offset that, you know? Yes. Oh gosh, I mean, very much so. You you said something that kind of just imagine if we all looked at bookings or like the process of what it is to be an actor auditioning and things, and mm-hmm. in, instead of saying, "Why didn't I book that?" versus why wasn't I of service to this project? And that and that could have many different answers. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have the the, the correct skill set for it. I wasn't directable enough. Mm-hmm. I my my voice type was just not right for it. As opposed to thinking like, why isn't the world rewarding me? Yeah, yeah. Aren't I wonderful? You know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why does the world hate me? Like, that's what those other things are indicative to create. If you keep thinking, why didn't I get this part? As opposed to like, why didn't I? Why wasn't I of service to this project in the correct way? Or you know, that's such a, such a way better way of thinking of things. Oh, yeah. Um so, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the person who is more talented gets the part, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's not necessarily what it is. You know, like, there, there's so many different reasons, especially looking, like, on camera, you know? You might look too much like the brother or the sister to the love interest. Like, there's just so many... You might sound exactly like another character that's already been cast. Like, there's just so many reasons for why you might not get a job. Here's a little story, and I don't know if this is going to make people upset or maybe put their minds at ease a little bit, but I had a mm-hmm. friend... She wasn't even, like, the main casting director. She was, like, the assistant casting director. This was in the before times. There was some project. And this guy walks in, you know, does the audition. You know, I guess it was great or whatever. He leaves. As soon as he's out the door, the casting director grabs his headshot, rips it up, throws in the trash. And my friend looks to them and, like, like what? And the casting director goes, oh, he just looks way too much like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> do you understand mm. what we're saying sometimes yeah. it is completely out of you could have the best monologue the best audition the best read and like ah uh, you know what <laughs> you look like someone from the past and i ain't really yep. healed yet <laughs> and i don't feel like watching that every yeah, single day yeah. being reminded of my ex yeah i don't feel like watching you shine i don't want you shine <laughs> so wow. if, if it be like that, y'all. It be like that. And it's like, there's nothing you can do. You got to make peace with it. You just have to make peace with it. And a lot of times, now that, you know, I'm, I'm in the trenches of voiceover, I'll see, like, like all my colleagues. Like, it'll be something I'll maybe audition for. But then I'll see who gets it. And I'm a, I'll go, that was the correct choice. All Even if I thought my audition was great or, or I didn't think it was great, whatever, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was absolutely the right choice mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's not to it. say and it's not to say that the opposite couldn't happen where someone just might be friends with someone and they're not right for the part and they're yeah. not talented not to say that those things don't happen but like what are you gonna do mm-hmm. that is helpful for you mm-hmm. in your career yeah. to change that somebody some director <laughs> or producer decided to be a little bit selfish or a little bit of a, an asshole and yeah. they just chose to go with their friend over some like you who might have had a phenomenal like is you sitting around and going like this all day yeah. gonna help you become a better actor and make sure that your next opportunity that you're you're 
so undeniable that the entire team is looking around saying, hey, I know that that's your friend, but like... Mm-hmm. Heaven fucking killed this. Killed it. Killed you know, it. like, like, are we really all going to sit here and say, yeah, like, tire your friend over this person who was just to their core understood this character? Yeah. Like, that's the thing I want to work towards. I want to work towards that position. Yeah. I want to, I, I want to be so good that even nepotism can't get in my way. You know? Facts. Facts. <laughs> Facts. So, like, I've thought about this question over the last couple of years, and I think when people ask, like, what's like some, like, advice you could, you know, give like to an actor or whatever i think i have two things one first first no particular order first one remember to breathe breathe in what it is you're saying these are not just words on a paper this is a person this is someone with a lived experience you need to breathe in what they're saying and let that inform you how you feel Mm. second one manage your expectations that's really it. Like you gotta be, you have to be in this for the long haul. And a lot of times, like everything we've been talking about, it's it's a lot of times it's out of your control. Yeah. And like even when you thought, yo, my audition was great. Why are they giving it to you know Joe Schmo? I'm like, maybe Joe Schmo was friends with the director, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, maybe Joe Schmo really needed this because yeah. Joe Schmo is going through something in his life, and this might have been the thing that like kept Joe Schmo with us. Yeah. What I, you have such a good outlook on things already, which is so important, and I think it's it's only going to like lead to a very fruitful career for you, as we've already seen. And and yeah. I want to I want to I want to talk about some of these things. But what was it about you that at that moment in your life where you decided to pr- pursue voiceover? I mean, obviously, you're a fan of all these games and things. Mm-hmm. If you were doing theater, what what really kind of motivated that like kind of heel turn to say this is the road I want to walk down versus something that you were you know you were pursuing theater or tv and film what was it about voiceover that really was like this is the calling right now the one thing that since I started this uh, whole acting thing that is I don't want to say haunted me but it's sort of been a ghost that has followed me is everyone has said the exact same thing Evan you have a really nice voice you have a really great voice and Pretty much since college, I've always just like, ah, thanks, push it away. Yeah. Never, never took it seriously. Never like, ah, whatever, whatever. Then it was around, like, Camp WWEs when, like, it was my last um, callback. Uh, and, I, you know, I was in the booth and, like, Seth was, like, there. He's like, yeah, the, the reason we brought you back, Evan, is because, like, like, you had, like, really great auditions and, like, you know, you got a great voice or whatever. But, like, you're a really good actor. And I was like... Mm. You know what I mean? Like, this coming from, like, a legit famous person. I'm like, you know, lip quiver, lip quiver, don't. Don't mm-hmm. do it! Don't yeah. do it! <laughs> so, I was like, okay, okay. So, like, I was meant to be here. Like, meant yeah. to be here. Like, don't push it away, Evan. Just, like, live in this moment. Live in this moment. Mm. And then once, yeah, the video games started coming back around, like, even at, like, all the various day jobs, he was like, you have, like, a really nice voice. In fact, I think at my old job, I think I even changed the voicemail. When they asked me to change the voicemail, of like, you know, like, hi, welcome to Mickey's in West Hollywood. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one is available. You know, blah, 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 you know, whatever the speech was. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's really the thing that followed me. And then I said, okay. And, and I've, I've, I've mentioned this to friends a few times. It's that, like, I think in life, no matter, not just voiceover or whatever, but I think life leaves all of us breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. you just have to like be aware of them because i'm like life is trying to lead you to something magnificent and like 
what where like what are the breadcrumbs life has left me? It's like my voice, something that I've kind of been insecure about, like when I was a kid, because like mm. you know, core memory unlocking right now. <laughs> I remember in second grade, someone made fun of the way I spoke, and at the time, I was like, but we're like seven, and like we all sound the same. You know what I mean? And it was the first yeah. time in my life that it was thrusted upon me that we are different. Because up until that, I, I always treated everyone as if we're the same. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, we're just kids. And like, yeah, you know, you know, if you like video, if you liked video games when I was in elementary school, you were my best friend. Yeah. Come on over. Come on over, like grab a controller. Like, let's just play for like five hours until your mom or dad comes, picks you up. And then let's do it again sometime. Yeah. 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 So like, like growing up, I was always very insecure about how I spoke. And then, which which led me to being the kid in school who, like, didn't want to raise her hand. Always like, oh, don't let the teacher call on me. Don't let the teacher call on me. And inevitably, the teacher would call on me. And I was like, I don't want to speak out loud. And then, like, even if, even if you knew the answer, it's like, oh, I don't want to speak out loud. I don't want anyone thinking, whatever. So it's ironic that I'm in voiceover now. But when I look back on my life, I think the writing was on the wall that I would end up in front of a microphone eventually. Like, wow. video games, comic books. Like, when I go back home, my mom, she kept, actually, I have it on my shelf out here. I found, uh, like, a lot of my old action figures that I swore she threw away. But she's like, no, I kept them. I was like, yeah. And I'm in my basement, y'all. Just, like, sad tears, sad tears. Like, this is my life. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, yeah. I, 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 of course I would end up here. Of course I would end up here. And, like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. The breadcrumbs. Yeah. Life has been leaving me these things since I was a kid and I just didn't realize it. So it's like, I think when we get older, you got to look back on it. What was it about video games and uh, cartoons that you, good? It was like a fly in here. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes when I see like a fly, I like turn into a house cat and I'm like, <laughs> I, I think he flew up into the corner. Oh, I see. Him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him fly out. I was like, I hope yeah. that there is not like bad news that I've just interrupted yeah. on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fan him out of here real quick. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get out of here. You get out of here. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, you won't leave. I love this. We have a, 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 yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a. Yeah, you're really, you're seeing how I really am, y'all. <laughs> uh, whatever. He's up there. Dude, I get flies in my studio all the time, my booth, and I'm like, this is going to be the bane of my existence. Me and this fly. It's like the Breaking Bad episode of where it's just the fly constantly tormenting me. Um, But I want to ask you, what was it about? What was it about video games and kind of like cartoons or comic books that you were so attracted to as a kid that and that still kind of fuels you today? Like, what is it? Can you pinpoint whatever it is about playing games or just the idea of them that you really kind of love and that influences your life? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really didn't like reading as a kid. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your parents try to get you to read books, and like I I read a little bit now, but like when I was a kid, like I didn't like reading. But like, man, put me in front of a Sega. Done, done. I'm there eight nine hours. You know what I mean? Like, and so like looking back on it, like you know the Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mario, obviously, uh, you know. What's it? Double Dragon, you know, Battle Uh Battletoads, everything, everything. I played everything. And all of that, like, even though it was like Sega and like Super Nintendo, any like little voiceover thing, I didn't realize it was just getting downloaded into my brain, like Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again. It's like, oh man, I really, you know, I love the whole like round one fight, you know, like I was like, 
it like stuck with me, you know? So And then and how then, cool for the future for you to be a part of a series like that with Guilty Gear. Was that like was that opportunity? I mean, obviously you had worked on like Lost Ark already. You'd worked mm-hmm. on the WWE show. What mm-hmm. what was the whole Lost Ark experience and getting that from getting that audition to being like, holy shit, I'm actually going to be a part of this amazing franchise and a game that you probably love and enjoy yourself. Well, like with Lost Ark, I um, like as you know, you audition for things and then like you have no idea what you audition for. It could have been oh, ages yeah. ago, ages ago. And so I remember just getting an email saying, hey, are you free Friday? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Like, what's up? And they're like, oh, wait, we have a, a booking for a video game for you. It was like my first one. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's like, a, they, you know, it's some code name. They won't tell us what it is. But like, you free Friday? I was like, yes. And like, I'm excited and like nervous because I'm like, oh, man, like I'm walking into the situation. And I don't know like what I'm doing, but like I'm really excited because it's like my first video game. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then it went great. It went wonderful. I, st- <laughs> I still don't know who I am. <laughs> I still don't know who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never found out. So, yeah. eh, it is what it is. But then with Guilty Gear, when I remember getting that audition, and I've said this to a few people, I thought it was like an action game. Because mm. like, it, it didn't really have like too much information. It had like the little rendering, um, and it had like you know a very very brief description of like who this guy was. I was like, oh okay, like, oh, give it a shot. And it had just like a couple of lines, you know. So like I you know I'd do my thing, and it was like maybe like a week and a half later, I got the email saying I got the part. And then when I saw the actual name, it was like Guilty Gear Strive, and I was like, wait, Guilty Gear? I was like, Google, Google, Google. I was like, that oh, sounds familiar. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I remember that game. I never played it growing up because again, I was like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken. Um, uh-huh. I was like, I remember this game. I remember seeing this game. I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I like jump on YouTube and I see um, some clips because I guess uh, it revealed uh, Evo like the year before or uh-huh. whatever. So I was, like, I was like, oh man, this is like an anime like fighting game. I was like, okay, okay. So I got like really jazzed up and I was like, okay, I need to bring it. You know what I mean? This is like Evan. Like this is a full circle moment. You know what I mean? Like you grew up playing fighting games and now you're about to be in one what so i'm like i have to bring it i cannot no slouches so i did it we did we had like four sessions and we all filmed it we all recorded like in our individual homes and um i did like two days in a row and then i was like a little you know you know because you're doing like battle yells and, and and death you know death screams and whatnot yeah and so she, Valerie was, like, so sweet. She was like, you know, why don't we just take, like, four or five days, you know, get some rest, you know, drink some tea, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll circle back. And so we did, and we got it all done. It was wonderful. And then, like, the night before the game came out, I was, like, I got, like, a little nervous. I was like, oh, no, like, what if I was bad? You know what I mean? Like, doubt and, like, crept in and, like, put their feet on the sofa. I was like, oh, no, what if I'm bad? What if people hate it? No. And then um, I think someone posted um, the audio of Mm -hmm. uh, my character, like, hours before, like, it came out. And I was like, "Mm, do I do it? I was like, do I read the comments? I was like, oh. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And they were, there was only a couple at the time, but they were all like 
pretty positive. Like they're wow. all like, like good. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Cause I had like, they sent us a little, um, uh, the thing that we can use to promote it. They had a little headshot with our character mm-hmm. uh, to post on Twitter. Like, so I had that and I was like, okay, that makes me feel good. Okay. I'm going to post this tomorrow. And then, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. Ev. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And so I posted it and uh, yeah, that was like one of the most surreal and one of the best days of my life. Wow. Arguably. Cause it, it, it really, uh, it, it solidified a lot of hard work and a lot of um, managing my expectations and kind of confirmation that, okay, okay, I guess I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. All right. You know, people are saying nice things. People are sharing it. People are, you know, congratulating me. I was like, oh, this, this feels kind of nice. You know, this feels kind of nice. So it was very, it was a very validating day. I, I, I shed many a tears on my back porch watching the sunset. As I'm known to do. <laughs> as I've been known to do. But um, yeah, no, I, I always say the Guilty Gear has been the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did not, I was not prepared for how much this character meant to people and thus being in this game, kind of getting like a, a bird's eye view of the fighting game community and just to see um that kind of uh, reception and that sort of uh the joy it brings people to see that level of representation made me feel good yeah and that it's good. a very it's a valid validating feeling because it's one of those things where it's really hard and i i think a lot of people give the suggestion like don't ever read the comments don't look at what see what people say and it's one I of mean, those things i mean if you can avoid it yeah <laughs> by all means like gosh but there's yeah. something about because while this is an extremely uh, it's not an objective business the quality of something it is no. so subjective what what might be somebody's favorite voice favorite character favorite representation on film screen theater in a game might be somebody's absolute they might detest it with every fiber of their being yeah yeah and it's it's unfortunately many of what keeps people employed is if there's an overwhelming or enough people that say I liked this I think this is good and especially mm-hmm. like when you're you're entering into a field it's hard to ignore that curiosity of okay did I meet the benchmark of what people are considering what is enjoyable in this mm-hmm. medium you know because yeah. I don't think if you were like you know you got booked on something maybe you did one thing and then what you did in the studio was a complete opposite of what you were doing or yeah. the director didn't really understand the vision it's hard to not know okay was it me who was not on the mark was it the vision of the direction what where can I improve I'm very analytical of my performances in terms of like I, I I like to watch what I've done not from like a oh look at me look at how yeah, great yeah. I sound yeah 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 yeah. wait man, till the world so gets great. a lot of this <laughs> <laughs> it's so far from that it's so far it's everything that I'm saying is okay what did I did I have a, a clear intention was my did I have an objective in that moment did I understand that previous cir- circumstance or did, was I just kind of like shooting from the hip at that moment did I not really understand did I should I have asked the director something here where I was afraid to yeah. that's where I'm I'm analyzing the moments and it's hard in video games sometimes because it's like you know yeah. uh 20 hours of content sometimes or whatever yeah. it might be it's like I don't freaking remember what I was thinking in that moment but yeah my, I like to review the tape. Yeah, my mentor always says, get out of the room. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying before, which means is like, 
get out of your head. Like you're not here to be in your head. Like you're here yeah. to be the character. Like live in this moment. Be present. Like you know, walk in their shoes. But like forget about what the director. They they obviously hired you, so they yeah. obviously like you. So when you when you stand from the mic, you can already divorce your mind of that. It's like okay, now it's my time to be. Soldier number three or, yeah. you know, Nagori Yuki, you know, whoever I got to be that day, you know, doesn't matter. So that's a great way of looking at things and mm-hmm. show up and do the job, do the job you were hired to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way you would approach it in any other other industry. So why course, would this be any different? There's like, no, you there's no... All the, yeah, yeah. You hear all the takes and whatnot. And you're like, oh, man, sometimes you think like, oh, that's that's the take they chose. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I thought I did it like. A lot better than that. Not to yeah. say that the one they chose was bad, but it's like, oh man, I remember I like really kind of like ripped that cord on that one. <laughs> but yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. There's been many jobs where I've, in the moment, I had to, it was a quick learning experience, especially getting into video games where you're doing a lot of threes in a row. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was starting out in the first couple of games I did, where I would do my three in a row and my brain couldn't help but say, oh, C was the best. And then, then hear the director go A, and me go. <laughs> really? I thought C was the best. Okay, I forget that. Next take, A B C. Yeah, A B C. And then they go. I go. Okay, okay. B was the best one on that one. And they go C. I'm like, I'm like, I am so. I have such a poor understanding of what this is. Like, yeah. what is good? And I'm like, and then at that moment for me, I had to just trust the directors. I'm like, J- clearly. I just got to do my job and stop trying to be the director, you know? Yeah, because on one on one hand, you're thinking to yourself, you're like, are we are we hearing the same thing? <laughs> like, clear, you're like, C was the best take. You're like, you're going with B. You're like, yeah, all right, <laughs> okay. But y- Qu- you have yeah. to trust. You have to trust yeah. the directors. You have to trust that they understand the vision. Maybe what you might think is the best performance for you mm-hmm. doesn't contrast with what the other scene partner did that well. So. There's so much that goes into these things that you have to trust your directors. Exactly. Because you don't know whatever. Yeah, exactly what you said. Like whatever character you're talking to, you know, their A line might match your B take. Even though you thought C was a better one. Like, no, like that will actually flow a lot better. And that will, like I said, help push the story. Yes. Because at the end of the day, it ain't about us. Yep. It's not about us. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But I (laughs) I get the impulse of like, you're like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a yeah. very thing quick thing for me to learn, and uh, it, it was extremely helpful to get that out of the way very early, mm-hmm. so that way I could understand and just be like, oh yeah, because it's a much different medium than when like you're doing theater or TV and film, where oftentimes mm-hmm. you're doing your performance and you're never hearing or seeing the playback as the actor. No, nope. you're, you're, you're removed that from that process. You, you, mm-hmm. you do your job and then you, you don't really, I mean, maybe you yourself will say, I know I put my all into that take, but you're not getting that kind of live, um, decision-making happening in before your eyes that yeah. can influence you during the process. You know, very rarely is a director going, um, okay, I want all of up to that line and then we're going to use another take because the rest of that was shit. All right, take two. And you're going, yeah. <laughs> hey, what was so bad about what I just did? Now I have to do that. That just made me think of something. Could you imagine if voiceover was filmed in front of a live studio audience? What? <laughs> that would be uh, so crazy and exciting I, and ridiculous at the same time. I know. Now that I think, said it out loud, like I don't know if I would love that or hate that. And I say that as someone who's come from the stage, so I love being on stage, but it's like I know. voiceover is such a pro- – it's like, it's like someone watching your rehearsal process for a I play know. or a musical. It's like, 
I don't want people thinking I'm bad, but, you know. Especially because you don't get the materials oftentimes. Like, you know, you're doing a play. You're reading that play months beforehand, usually, or at least weeks. You've run this thing voiceover. It's oftentimes cold reads right off the page. Mm -hmm. And you're you're figuring out the character, like, in the microseconds before you say that line. You're crafting things at a very fast pace that's different than anything else. Um, Yeah, because a lot of times, a lot of, um, uh, you know, up-and-coming voice actors, you know, have a lot of questions about it, and they sometimes wonder that, of like, how come... You know, you can't ask questions or this and the other. I'm like, well, it's a two-hour session, so, like, we ain't got time for, like, a lot of backstories. So, like, whatever the director tells you, you just kind of have to trust them and just kind of go with it. If they say this person is, you know, angry or, you know, this, that, and the third or whatever whatever their backstory may be, it's like, okay, well, I need to, you know, dig down deep, find wherever that lives in me and – Bring that to the surface. Yeah, connect very quickly to whatever very it is that you can quickly. latch onto, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's different than a lot of the other mediums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I talk about this too because it's something that I was. I mean, obviously, I'm wearing the Darth Vader shirt here. Uh, you are someone that there's a couple of things that are in here to talk about. Number one is when I, I I look at you and I hear you and I think of someone who has a very good control and understanding of their voice um and to hear you say that you were very insecure about your voice leaves me questioning where did you at what moments in your life are you harnessing this power to you know resonate in these deep powerful tones i mean we're talking about someone like james earl jones that you were you know uh, for those of you who don't know just go to evan's uh tiktok or or twitter wherever you and you have it everywhere I got a pinned on my my Twitter. On the Twitter. And and listen to his kind of uh, take on doing Darth Vader because it, there's a huge conversation in here with, you know, AI taking over the, the, the jobs of, of voice actors and what they can bring to it. And Evan very clearly and meticulously outlines, yeah, this is why we need some real people behind these characters because there's a level that can't be replicated yet and, ho- and, for- and hopefully, never, hopefully um, never by AI that is it's so authentic and unique. But your authentic, uh, your authenticity of, of recreating James Earl Jones' voice, I need to know where did that come from for you, and how were like is this just endless hours of watching Star Wars and obsessing over the show and his performance? Where did that come from for you? No, no, no. I, I admittedly so, y'all. Please don't crucify me. I mean, I was always like a middle of the road Star Wars fan. I've seen all the movies and I've seen most of the shows and whatnot. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm behind on a few of them, but like. I've always been like sort of middle of the road. I, I think I kind of watch them for its like pop culture significance, sure, you know, because it, it plays such a a role in our lives. But um, upon uh, doing like research one day about James Earl Jones, like I didn't realize he was also very shy uh, as a kid as well, and also was a uh, very had a lot of reservations about speaking out loud. And I was like, oh, relatable content, relatable content. But then you you just see how he just shot like it was theater. It was theater in college. It was the first time where like my voice, as I've spoken about before, was not only encouraged to use but celebrated. And yeah. that was like very foreign to me. It was like oh, no, no. Everyone's like I said. I you know, <laughs> not everyone, but one person said I sound weird. And then you know <laughs> you, you ran with it. You know. Yeah. Um. But then getting to play these various walks of life in theater, you know, people who have lived extraordinary lives. People who are much older than me, like these characters who are much older than me, but getting a chance to live in their power and live in their truth really, 
I think unearthed something in me. I think it, it really sort of began to dissolve a lot of my shyness. It began to dissolve some of my insecurities. It began to push that voice that said, I sound weird to the mm. back. It's like that scene in uh what's what's that HBO show? Uh Our Flag Means Death. Uh-huh. When he's when he's on the boat and like the guy's on the beach and he's just like kind of like going at it, you know, like he's like berating him and like saying mean things. And as the boat's going away, he's just getting fainter and fainter to the point where you, you can't even really hear him anymore. You know? <laughs> and that's what began to happen with theater per se. I began yeah. to find not only my voice, but I began to find my power. Mm. And I was like, okay, well then this will hopefully turn into something. So I began to lean into that power. And I think that also not just in, in voiceover and on stage or whatever, just as a person, just as Evan, it just, it unearthed a lot of confidence in me that I didn't always have and didn't know was there. didn't know I would ever develop, mm. but, you know, getting to play, um, like, I think, like, for example, like, Nagoro Yuki, like, getting to play someone who's so powerful and so badass and like you know probably like chop your head off or whatnot <laughs> but like yeah getting to play someone like that's like okay like now is the time to really really find your power and again like i said before like the james Earl jones thing i've been doing for a minute but i i firmly believe in not stepping on other actors toes so mm-hmm. i you know i never really put that out there in the in the world that i could do it but until you know one said james Earl jones announced that he was no longer going to be darth vader and that he was going to go to a re-speecher you know program that disney was you know bought and was going to use and i was like hmm hmm mm-hmm. i was like I, I i i do a pretty mean darth vader I, do, I think i do a pretty mean and i think that is the only thing i tweeted I, I i shared the article and i was like you know i think i'd make a pretty good darth vader and then what happened was my teacher one of my former teachers messaged me named andrew racho shout out to andrew racho he messaged me and said, yo, like, now would be a great time in life to jump on this. Because they had to do the, we had to do celebrity impressions for class. Yeah. And everyone chose something, and I chose James Earl Jones. I wow. I did a Mufasa monologue, and he was like, it, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Like, I, that's so close to, like, how he actually sounds. I'm, I'm floored. So he knew I could do that and said, you know what? If you would like my help, I would, um, I'd be glad to help you with this. We should film you doing it. So people know it's you. And I and I think going back to what I said, I'm, I always try to like connect everything. It's like this is what I think this is what being a good person does, because I don't have any expectations that I'm owed something or everyone's mm-hmm. just going to like come to me and like, you know, uplift me and, and you know, a parade in my honor. Or whatever. <laughs> but, like, I'm oftentimes very astounded and appreciative. And I'm, I'm going to sound like uh, what is it, Vivian Lee. I always depended on the kindness of strangers. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But no, it's like, it's true. Like, I'm always astounded and very grateful for when people decide that they do want to, like, help me without mm. me even having to ask and, and really, really believing in me. So I said, yes. I said, let's do this. So we did it on, like, a Sunday. And it took like eight hours and like you, I was like a little <clears throat> me, 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 me by the end of it. And so um, we did like five videos and I was like, like I should, like I should probably lead with like the strongest. I believe in leading with strength first because mm-hmm. um, you want to get people's attention. So I asked my roommate, uh, I was like, how should I label these? Because I'm not always very Twitter savvy or whatnot. But he was like, you should tag Mark Hamill and just ask him if you have what it takes to be your, his father. Because apparently he was like, he eats that stuff up on, on, on Twitter. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So 
I was like in the morning, I, I posted it or I was about to post it and I almost, I almost chickened out. <gasps> I almost, I know, I almost didn't even post any of them. I'm really going to get crucified with what I'm about to say. Um, it is no mystery that uh, Star Wars fans can be some type of way sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting it very delicately. They mm-hmm. can be some type of way. So I was like, oh, Evan, like, do you really want to like walk into like, this yeah, fire? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm seeing nothing but, you know, claymore mines and, and tanks, <laughs> tanks in the distance. I'm like, I don't yeah. know if I can run through this field. Uh, so I was like, uh, I said, nope, you did all that work yesterday. You know, I, 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 I showed it like a couple people. They're like, it, it's, it's brilliant. Like, I was like, you're right. You're right. Like, no fear. No fear. Posted it full of the arms, right? And like it was doing pretty well. Like it got some traction, got some traction. And then I don't know who this person was, but someone shared it and they have like a million followers. And so then it really kind of started to uptick, uptick, uptick. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then within an hour of that is when one Mark Hamill saw it and responded with like excellent work pops. I was like, and I was like in my room, collapsed, came back to life, and then collapsed again. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, no, no, no. This is like, I went to the profile. I was like, this can't be the Mark Hamill. And it was. And so then the next day on Twitter, I think Darth Vader or Vader was trending. And when you clicked it, it was just all me. And I've never trended for anything a day in my life. This was like very, very foreign to me. And then Wednesday, there was an article on Screen Rant about me, and then which was really great because I don't know who this person was, but shout out to the uh, article. Thank you for the uh, endorsement. Yeah, uh, they made a really strong case based on what we were talking about earlier of like, hey, maybe AI isn't needed per se for like very iconic roles. I mean, like multiple people have been Mickey Mouse, multiple people have been Bugs Bunny, and various other animated characters. A lot of people have done the Joker. Why is this any different? Yeah. And I and I've, I've I've struggled advocating for myself most of my life. You know that can be a very complicated and tricky thing as an actor. Sure. Um, and I will say this on camera: I have never been more confident in doing anything than it is Darth Vader, mm-hmm. if if given the opportunity one day. Like I know I can do it very very well. It's undeniable. I mean, I saw that video and I didn't know that you were posting that or anything. Like I had no wind of it except I, opening up my I, phone. I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. I, I literally opened my phone and I saw this and I was like, oh, you know, someone's doing like, I didn't even know the stuff about Darth Vader being taken over by AI at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have the understanding of the impact of what your video actually meant at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm opening it and I'm, and I'm just watching it. And I'm, I remember, I think I told you this. I was like, I was like, is he dubbing this or is he just doing like a, like a, I'm like, what is it? I'm like, I'm not, I didn't understand the video at first because it was so good. It had me so, I was so confused at how good it was that after I finally started putting the pieces together and going, oh shit, no, he is doing this himself. There's no <laughs> dubbing being, like, there's no, like, um, uh, lip matching or whatever being done right now. There's no, none of that. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I'm like, share immediately yeah, how good that yeah. was. And then to understand the implication of, like, oh, they were going ahead to replace this with AI. What is it for you at this point now that you've put that out there that, you you know, hopefully Disney, Marvel, whoever is is watching this and they've made this decision to say, yeah, it's sufficient for us to use AI voice. What is it for you that you hope or you would like to see for the future of things specifically in the Darth Vader 
predicament or, or other future things that may or may not happen? I mean, like, I th- and initially, I, I, I put this out there because I was like, oh, I think I would be a lot better than the AI, you know, system or whatnot. And what, what ended up happening was I ended up getting a lot of messages from a lot of voice actors of, of various, like, experiences and whatnot. I'm saying thank you for almost leading the charge on yeah. this AI, this anti-AI movement because, you know, I, I'm – a lot of people express concern and worry of like, are we going to lose our job, like our whole livelihood to the machines? And it got me thinking of just like, oh, man, like I, I, I started off by, you know, doing something for me, uh, but it quickly grew to something beyond me. This is not yeah. going back to what I'm saying. Like, this ain't about me. This turned into something for all of us. Yeah. And I think that's really what this is about is that like. We can't, even if it ain't me, no matter what the role is, like, even if it ain't me, it can be somebody on planet Earth. Someone yeah. can do the job. Like, if you're looking for a voice artist, someone can do it. All you got to do is look. But I think a lot of times um, there, are, there are a lot of uh, shortcuts that like to be made. And mm. I think that ultimately affects us. And I, I don't want I don't want us to lose our, our careers to the machine. So, yeah. I would like to, you know, I <laughs> I took a swing and I threw my name in the hat publicly and hopefully um, something will come of it one day. I hope it does. And if that day does come, we will I will have a parade for all of us. I I will just be there behind you uh, happily <laughs> chanting because I mean this is like this is going to be a case study for time where I mean you went ahead and made a second video where you displayed every range of emotion that is just not like you showed like this is what the AI is doing this is everything that it's missing mm-hmm. and to to have that be so clearly displayed was just so eye-opening I think to to not just people in the industry but to fans mm-hmm. and everybody else who was like you know that may they may not be concerned at the level that we're concerned where these are our jobs and these are the jobs of our peers and everything yeah. but to, to see how clearly we are able to be replaced by uh, technology and to, to not really for many people to not understand what is being sacrificed at that cost yeah. is so apparent in the way that you did it so while you know this kind of goes full circle to what you're saying just being in service to you know while advocating for yourself you were absolutely in service to the entire community of actors who have that fear of of like saying i mean how many breakdowns do you see where it says ai voice to be used in perpetuity god that's one of those words for me uh in perpetuity you know for your entire life and to just see like oh so i'm gonna give you something for a thousand dollars you're gonna pay me if yeah if that let's uh, let's you know we don't have to get down into that that's a whole other comment that's another episode that we'll have to have Uh, you back on that's a whole other podcast yeah (laughs) but you know to 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 have that be till the end of time you know in theory they could hire this AI voice for Darth Vader and not have to pay somebody a single dime after using that software. No it's just that no nothing. Yep. And it will work for free forever. That's a very scary road to think about. And so, you know, on behalf of me and every other voice actor, again, thank you for doing that. And I hope that you get to do it because you're the, you're a kick-ass prime subject <laughs> for the job. Aww. So I hope, you know, if anybody listens to this, please like, like let's let's get this shit in motion come on thank thank you thank you and like yeah like that's the thing like to the fans out there like 
no matter if it's Star Wars or, or literally anything, like this is what we're up against. Like, yeah, when all of these actors, you know, eventually retire or, or you know, whatever happens, it's either going to go to another actor or to the machines. Yeah, it's going to go to AI. And like, if you're fine with seeing television shows and movies and cartoon shows, like with nothing but AI actors, okay. Mm-hmm. Just know that like thousands, if not millions, of people are going to be out of a job. Yeah. And 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 I mean, what you clearly displayed is that there will be something missing. There will be soul missing was, from these shows. Yeah, that was my uh, my friend Andrew. That was his idea for the Obi Wan uh, ones that we did because he was like, we should like treat this as if as if it were an actual session because yeah. I think people need to you know see you know the whole the Grand Inquisitor means nothing you know but then like. Let's show like various, you know, different different ways to say the line. That yeah. way, like whoever's directing this, they have options as yeah. opposed to just hitting the Grand Inquisitor means nothing. The Grand Inquisitor means nothing. The Grand Inquisitor means nothing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, like that that's the only option we have. Like, what if that doesn't really match what the actor is doing? Yeah. Or what if we yeah. want to convey something completely different with this character? Well, we're locked into the Grand Inquisitor means nothing. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're locked into. I mean, there's a difference. I mean, this is what makes art so impactful because if you take any script in the history of time, right? You yeah. give it to any director, you give it to any actors. Anybody can actually physically say those lines and it's what makes acting look seemingly easy or effortless, effortless to people. Yeah. But it's the things that happen in that nuance is what affects people. And you can't really quantify that because there's no like metric to say like other than having people sit in front of the TV screen and have them watch the Grand Inquisitor means nothing from a line and just have no expression versus the nuance that is happening at such a micro level that you can't even detect sometimes Mm -hmm. to see the, the way that it affects the audience. And we will absolutely lose that with AI technology. Because even on camera actors, like look at actors who who famously speak like a very low volume yeah like we the audience members are always whether physically or internally we always lean in to hear Mm. what they're gonna say because it just changes the entire like the entire trajectory of whatever story is being told Mm -hmm. and i think that's important it is it's extremely important and i'm just i'm i'm happy you have my support and and once the uh once once we get the the survey out there to uh let people know like this has got to change right now. I'm going to be the first freaking signature because it's 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 so clear. And uh, I hope I hope that you know we both get to laugh at this in a couple uh, months from now, where you're like, yeah, I'm actually working on the uh, next uh, iteration of Clone Wars. You know, uh, that would be like amazing. That would be yeah. such a triumph. And you know, I don't even know if this is out of bounds for me to say, but whatever. This is how I'm, I'm feeling at the time. Like, listen, any company that ditches the AI and hires an actor, like you're going to look like the good guy. Yeah. Yes. You're going to look like the good guy in this whole equation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're ditching the AI and you're ceremoniously ushering in new talent. Another thing, like, I, I was doing, like, some research on, on James Earl Jones. Like, is there a role prior to Star Wars? Is there a role prior to Star Wars that made him famous? Like, he's done stuff prior to Star Wars, but... sure. Arguably, voiceover is what made James Earl Jones famous. Yeah. Famous. Like, specifically famous. Yeah, a household name for sure. And and though, like, I'm not here for fame or anything like that, but, like, why can't you 
ceremoniously do that for someone else. Like yeah. you could ceremoniously make someone's career. It is our responsibility, I believe, as artists, and this is the reason why I've made this podcast and do half of the things that I do, provide resources for actors, to pass the torch down to other actors. It is yes. such a... Imagine imagine us as artists, we just sat and held all the stories and all the roles and all the, all the fame and the fortune to ourselves. Yeah. How many stories can we truthfully, authentically, and in an inspired way tell? It's about the story, like you said. And the best way to tell the story, why would we want to hold these things so like this rather than to share the blessings that we've had, you know, in any capacity? Like if, if I was ever in a position where I can help somebody in any way, shape or form, if it's for the betterment of the story, then that's the, that's the road that I'm going to go down. Amen. Amen. Time after time. You know, Amen. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. And this you're is absolutely. a very difficult industry to make a living in. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like you know, we talk about you know, there's a conversation about wages and everything that we don't have to get into necessarily. But like, mm-hmm. I believe, I, 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 I don't know the exact numbers here, but yeah. I guarantee you, it is close to one percent of actors that can solely survive off of acting income alone. Yes. Yes, you are not incorrect. Uh, that was a there was a, a, a documentary or, or, or do, yeah, it's like a documentary or something that our acting teacher showed us uh, when we were graduating. And is it like, yeah, like it, it was a very dated one, but it was like you know a million people in L.A. are actors, and less than one percent of them actually make a living doing it. So yeah, for anyone out there, that's like every famous person and just like every person who consistently works on tv and films you may not know their name but you go oh i recognize them yeah like that's it and those people are fighting Fighting, day after day to stay in that fighting in that area exactly so like when you think of like famous people like they really aren't that many when you Mm -hmm. think about everyone who's an actor it's like they're not everyone's meryl streep or tom hanks you know what i mean like some people out here just grinding and hustling trying to you know get cast in you know ncis or you know Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the reality of most actors lives is fighting for that next job. And it's, uh, Mm -hmm. so I'm really glad that you've started this in this, uh, AI, um, sector that we are, you know, especially for voice voice actors. We really, we really need this kind of fight to happen. So I'm going to lead into it, you know, I'll definitely help lead the charge. You know, you know, I, I think there's a lot of benefit if we all stick together on this. Heck yes. A rising tide raises all ships, you know, exactly, exactly. So that's kind of where I stand on the whole Darth Vader thing. And hopefully, you know, Lord willing, it'll happen one day. Vader willing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lord yeah, Vader yeah. willing. Uh, the thing, dude. Every, every, all my colleagues now, they all call me Darth Vader or Lord Vader now. So I'm, like, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm not about to talk anyone out of it. <laughs> I, all right. Well, Vader, it has been such a pleasure having you on this show and this podcast. Uh, you are one of the most magnetic people that I've met, and I hope to continue to see your star shine, hopefully in, in the version of Vader. One thing we do is uh, we ask people a question on this show, and it doesn't have to be related to acting, voiceover, anything. Mm-hmm. It 
it just simply is, is there an experience you've had that you've learned a lesson from? It taught you something about yourself. It was something that you feel um, might be helpful for anybody listening to this, you know, whether that's uh, some, an experience you had with a friend in your life, with your family, with an animal, with a job, or mm-hmm. just some sort of experience that you went through that was impactful in any way, shape, or form that somebody listening might go, wow, that, uh, that's going to stick with me. Two, two, far, two parts of that. So one, as I've said many times already, managing your expectations. So we live in a world where not everyone is going to be honest with you. Not everyone is going to tell you the truth. And some people might straight up lie to you. That doesn't mean you should not tell the truth. You should always live in your truth. Be honest. So I made it a point that I will always, in a respectful way, I will always give everyone the unfiltered truth without being deliberately hurtful but only when only when asked yeah that is yeah. i think a lot of people shy away from that and if it's it's it, kind of hard to tell your friend the truth right Even yeah you, you don't want to a little bit somebody but there there imagine a world we live in where nobody is willing to tell somebody um the honest truth about something in the most respectful way the compassionate way as possible we're all going to walk around aimlessly you know yeah that that's and, and I think that's something I can work on more. I think a lot of people can work on more is being yeah. that person who's going to stand up and 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 speak the truth when others might be afraid to. Um, that's the only way we'll continue to find growth within ourselves and in the world. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> it can be a very, uh, especially in the arts and the performance. You know, I think about it instantly makes me think of like uh uh, like America's Got Talent or any of those kind of competition shows and it's like yeah. somebody might truly believe that they are the, the best thing in the world and there's a difference between t- saying you suck, never do this again and saying yeah. the the position that you're at right now, the skill level that you're at right now, you need a ton l- lot of more understanding and work and practice to be able to compete at the level that a lot of your peers are competing at. Like just simply changing the, that sentence exactly. in two ways it gets across the same sentiment. One is in a compassionate way, in a constructive way, and the other one is just kind of just being truthful to be hurtful in yeah, a in a way. Because like whatever your skill level is at right now, it's like I don't want you to get eaten alive. Yeah. Because I fear that is what will happen. Mm-hmm. Because I I think you know your skill level needs to improve, whether a little bit or a lot. You know, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, but I think just even that little bit of feedback more or less will be digested better than you suck, you're terrible, never do this again. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if this is something you want to do, you know, regardless of its voiceover or anything, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, just do one thing a day. Because if you're like me, you get overwhelmed very quickly. So it's like I can handle one thing a day when it comes to like a certain subject or, you know, if I'm feeling saucy, like maybe two things like, Hey, yeah, hey, heck, you know, but like, don't overwhelm yourself. Heck yes. I love yeah. it. One thing a day, manage expectations. So much in this episode, I think is helpful to, uh, actors and aspiring artists. So Evan, thank you so much for coming oh. on. This has been such a treat. Uh, where can people, where should people be going to your YouTube, your Twitter? Where do you like to direct people to learn Let- more about you? Listen, we'll see what's going to happen with Twitter. But for now, I'm on Twitter, at sure. Evan Michael Lee. Yeah, 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 you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, on, I'm on the gram, at Evan Michael Lee. Uh, I, I posted the Star Wars things on TikTok, even though I don't really lean into TikTok a whole lot. But that may change one day. Uh, at Evan Michael Lee uh, on there. Yeah, I think that's all my things. Yeah, at Evan Michael Lee. 
TikTok, Amazing. The gram, Simple, Twitter. easy, Simple. efficient. Yeah. And uh, I, I think everybody, if you haven't seen this, his videos on Darth Vader, please do so. Evan Michael Lee, everybody, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I can't you. wait to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope we can talk again soon. Yes, absolutely. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. There truly is not a more radiant person that I've met than Evan. Evan Michael Lee, everybody. That episode was, I, I could have talked with him for hours. He just has a way that, uh, about himself and the way he carries himself that there is such strength and ease at the same time where it, it's, it's while you might be kind of alert into this carefree, easygoing, joyful, very bright smile that is so magnetic, he also is so real and truthful and honest. And it's kind of that yin and yang and balance that makes him such a great person to talk to and, and someone who I like being around. It's not You're not just getting one thing. You're getting the real. You're getting the truth. You're getting the hard work. You're getting the passion, the dedication. All of that is is really apparent in his story and what his love is uh, for the arts and all of his performances. Um, yeah, just a really great person. If you are not familiar with his work, I urge you to go listen to uh, especially what he did with Darth Vader. It's, like you said, pinned in his Twitter. And uh, it blew up for good reason. Uh, so much so that Mark Hamill himself was like, yeah, I dig this. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Evan, for coming on. I know you're uh, a fan of the show, as you've told me, and, and thank you for watching. And it was my absolute honor to have you on. So, uh, you know, as as Vader is saying, saber the moment, everybody. Saber your moments. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube and uh, following us on all the social medias, POX Podcast or Points of Experience on TikTok. And uh, leave us a review on Spotify if you're so inclined. Um, and comments on YouTube, we will always answer and enjoy. So thank you once again, and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye.